nice out now game game Greetings, dear listeners, and welcome to our podcast. My name is Chich, and I'll be your DM for tonight, and the players with me tonight are... Dia. Hello! Andreas. What up, motherfuckers? Hey! Hey, strong intro, strong intro. Kara. I broke the GM. It wasn't you. And Richard. I broke the GM. That's correct. Yeah, as you might have noticed, we have a new person on the podcast with us. Who? Exactly! So, yeah, Andreas, can you tell us quickly, what, what's the deal? What, what, what are you even doing here? Who invited you? Uh, well, I'm pretty sure it was you, and uh, I'm here playing my uh, wonderful grandma character from the uh, Halloween episode that you might have heard, but on a more permanent basis, perhaps. Perhaps? Yeah, that voice sounds kind of familiar. Where have we heard you elsewhere, possibly? Yeah, well, you could have heard me on on uh, Omen Investigations if you're uh, like a really into niche podcasts, or you could have heard me on Critscast like ten years ago, maybe if you're really into niche podcasts. <laughs> but yeah, that's me. Simon is somewhat less niche than us. Somewhat, yeah. So yeah, peeps, it's been a while since we played and. Uh... I'm I'm afraid the um, shenanigans that happened uh, between the times since we last played uh, broke me so completely that I cannot wrap my brain around what happened last time. So, um, can anyone remind me? Well, Kasni had a dream. He was in a blizzard in the sea. He saw a lady's face. She tells him he is getting stronger. She pokes him and he gets scared, then laughs himself awake. He wrote letters to Vex and Willow and took them to the post office, where he met an old contact, Dell, who was working there. They chat about uh, work and made plans to meet later. Decla had got up early to meditate and do yoga. Dawn got up and looked for her. They got breakfast and discussed plans for the day. When Kasni returned, he and Dawn checked on Darren. He was not there, but all his stuff was. Kasni packed it up and he and Dawn found the letters. We headed back down to ask the innkeeper, who told us that Darren had come down last night, but disappeared at some point, and that Daniel was still in bed. Tasney waited for them, while Dawn and Decla went to the li- headed to the while Dawn and Decla headed to the library to research the sunset. On their way, Dawn bumped into Corella, an old friend, and arranged to meet her tomorrow at the library. Knowing that they'd be going to the library tomorrow. They uh, they instead went to a park, and Dawn brutally assaulted a guitar. <laughs> <laughs> it was justified. Ladies and gentlemen, Wonderwall! No, no, not wonderful. Uh, miracle fence. Miracle fence. Miracle fence. Back at the inn, Daniel came down looking very much worse for wear. He got a drink and breakfast. Before long, Dawn and Decla returned. After Daniel finished his breakfast, we got a carriage to the bank of St. George. Daniel jumped the queue, and Kasni found the tiefling at the counter familiar, but could not place her. She also does not recognise him. Daniel said he wanted a loan, and was led to a side room. The bank employee told him that it would take a day. 
Daniel left and Kasny tried to explain how banks worked to Dawn. The group uh, went off to the market. Decla bought fishing and hunting equipment and Kasny looked around for magic items. He found a marble, or so it seemed, that had transmutation magic and he bought it. The group then went on to meet Dell at a pub called the Bog Rose. The Rose being in reference to the patron saint of sex workers. We found Dell, and she led us to a room while catching Kasni up on her gang's activity. She told us that in preparing for a job, Mickey got arrested and his grandma was here to help. When we got to the door, it opened to reveal Marjorie, an elderly gnome who Kasni seemed to know. That's me! Yes, it's you! Okay, yeah, so that's what happened. And yeah, you open the door, you see Marjorie. Uh, She's sitting in a large iron uh, armchair. Uh, And other members of the gang are also in. You know most of them. You know Aliona, you know Dina, you know Loreto, you know... uh... Actually, no, that's all of them. Aliona's a half-orc woman, uh, Dina's a human woman, and Loreto's a non-binary elf. Cool. And uh, the three of them uh, see you and say, Wait, Cassidy, is that you? Yes. Hello. (laughs) Gosh, um, long time no see. Kasni, I, I haven't seen you in five years. My voice just changed again. <laughs> it must be the shock. Probably. Are you going to uh, introduce us? Yes, Kasni, who are your delightful companions? Kasni goes over to them and greets them warmly. Uh, ah, yes, lovely uh, lovely to see you. It's been some time. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah, we missed you, man. Oh, um, how are things going? I hear things have been... Well, uh, Fiola, she's the... I don't think you've met her. She she uh, brought up this job and uh, well, Mickey, Mickey got caught, but his grandma's here now? Like how... Mickey's always been useless. Did I know Mickey? Yeah, you did. I didn't know you were Mickey's grandma. I'm a lot of people's grandmothers, dear. This... This is very this this has become quite evident. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a gnome in the country you're not related to in some way. Me neither. Okay, so I, I introduce um, Aliona, Dina, and Loretto to uh, the rest of the group. Mm-hmm. Yes, this is this is Dawn, and this is Decla. We've been traveling around. We're currently on uh, a job uh, with someone else, but it is. Uh, we we have a little bit of free time. We're not needed uh, for the rest of the day, at least. It's nice to meet you, Dawn and, and Decla. Oh, the pleasure's all mine, I assure you. I've changed my mind. <laughs> <laughs> nice to meet you. Oh, come on, you barely know us yet. It's okay, they're actually very nice. This one, he seems... I'm, I'm sure you're a perfectly gentlemanly gentleman, hmm? Mostly. <laughs> Most of the time. Do you by any chance know someone called Mox? Mox? You you mean Sox's brother? Sister. Sister? I don't know their genders, apparently. <laughs> it's alright. <laughs> it's been a few years, yeah. Maybe they've changed in the time since you last saw them, you don't know. It could be, it could be. Gender's complicated. Well, they I believe they are my great-grandchildren, yes? Truly. Unless you mean some other Mox and some other Sox. It's a common gnome name, probably. <laughs> How do you know them? I consider both Mox and Sox very close friends of mine. Um, Truly, this is such a small world. I'm so glad they finally found some friends over there. Uh, Well, 
I can truly say that my life would not be the same without them. Yes, it would be far less interesting having met them. Far less incendiary as well. Yes. <laughs> that does sound like them. It, is, it, is it a family trait? Does fire follow you everywhere as well? Only occasionally. When I want things to be on fire. Yeah, I don't think Mox has really nailed down that talent yet. But fire is dangerous. It's um, not good for my books, so I try to stay away. It's not good for my fur, I completely understand. What about water? This one should know about that. Also bad for books, actually. Wow, books are so sensitive. (laughs) (laughs) I think I'm probably bad for books as well. Or vice versa. Yes. Well, what what are you doing here? Well, we are, as uh, Kasni said, we're currently on a job. As for why I'm here right now, I'm really bored. But this seems to be solving that problem very quickly. Yes, we're rather here to kill time. And I think um, Kasni has a friend here. Other So you all used to run with Kasni? Well, once. In a maze. A maze. Well, I mean, it's... we also spent time looking for your family. Uh, how did that go, by the way? I haven't heard um, you You found any... I was I was going to ask. You haven't seen my grandson around the last five years, have you? I have to say, I don't think I'd recognise the child if I uh, if I saw them now. But uh, the, uh, the the dad the dad and the... Uh... No, I, I'm afraid. I'm afraid I haven't. Um... No, I'm still looking. I'm sorry to say. That is that is quite the mystery. I well, it's it's taken me across the continent, so I, <laughs> I guess there's some upsides. Oh, well, I traveling can be quite rewarding. Hopefully, you can find some uh, some leads on that. It just it was so strange how that happened. Just out of nowhere. Yes. Can we talk about something happier? I'm very sad all of a sudden. Do you mean the happier thing, like your? Uh... Like your grandson who is in jail. <laughs> well, that's his own dumbass fault, actually. So That's true. At least you know where he is. <laughs> you can't lose him if he's in jail. Yes, I, he, he's not going anywhere. Safe, secure storage. Yes, I mm-hmm. understand. Should we talk about the job? Yes, yes. What do you, uh, what do you need help with? Yeah, and uh, Dell pipes up. Yeah, so Fiola's still at work, so she should be back soon. But anyway, so originally the plan was to rob the bank. Gosh, bit more ambitious than our plan. Yeah, I know, but she had some insight. She had she had an in with them, so you're gonna rob the bank. Like we had the building scouted out, but they don't actually keep the money in the bank. They keep it in. How do they get the money from their safe to the bank then? Well, that's what we sent Mickey out for. So it's we've been scouting out for a while. Well, this one here, and Casney uh, points at. Uh... At dawn, he he actually uh, he's quite stealthy. He has uh, very respectable skills at uh, at sneaking. I think he fancies himself a cat burglar. Indeed. Please, I am more than just a simple thief. Why, yes, of course, but uh, you have such skills. Uh, I feel like they could uh, be well um, well used in this situation. Well, so here's the thing: we sent Mickey to track them one time. When they went to pick up a large sum, they do keep some money inside the building, but not enough to be worth our time. For larger amounts, they they send out a cart outside the city. That's actually where Mickey got caught. So I've managed to speak to Mickey since he got caught, and he told me everything he saw. So basically, they take the cart with the large chest. The treasurer goes with three 
with three guards. They go somewhere out of town. Apparently there's like a cave in the hillside under the church. It's hidden behind a hallucinatory terrain. And now I don't know what exactly goes on in the cave. That's He tried to follow them in, but that's where he got caught. What did he get caught with? Well, officially he was trespassing. But, you know, he was trespassing on bank property, technically so. Did he get caught by a guard? Did he get trapped in a spell? Did he get snared in a trap? He was seen, and before he could run away, the treasurer teleported in front of him and caught him. I see. Just careless. I mean, you know, it's basics. That's what I keep saying. I don't know why people keep hiring him. You can do wonders with a good PR department. He's a, he's a wonderful... He's got a good heart, but he's just so bad. <laughs> Look, he's, go, he's good at some things, okay? He's good at some things. Yeah, I seem to, I seem to remember uh, back in the day, he, uh, he pulled his weight uh, at least most of the time. Yeah. I'm sure, yes, but... But, uh, I mean, everyone's careless once in a while, you know. Yeah, well, and this time he got caught, so... It sounds to me like you want to hit the money while it's en route to the bank. That is the weak point. You don't want to attack it in its two strongholds. Yes, Unless they teleport the gold directly into the bank, which, if they're sensible, would be what I would do. No, I don't think that's how they do it. But, yeah, that was the plan. But that, that's why we've been stuck so far, because the treasurer, turns out she's a very powerful mage. And we, the... The four of us, even with five of us, it would be a challenge, you know, and she's got three armed guards with her. I... Quite ambitious. Exactly. Like, if it was just in and out of the building, that's one thing, but... What type of mage? Do we know? <sighs> no. I I mean, I, I'm, I'm not really familiar with magic stuff. And Dina pipes up, actually, I, um, I think she's, she's a sorcerer. Hmm. <laughs> Sorcerers. They just got lucky. So you immobilize the mage, and that's the only issue. Like, guards are guards, sure. But... I mean, they're armed... <sighs> We're not fighters. Not really. And is like, well, <laughs> you speak for yourself. And they uh, sort of do their, um, you know, where you punch <laughs> the palm of your hand gesture. Yeah, yeah. Well, what about those three? And I point at the three new entrants to the room. Do I look like a fighter? <laughs> I don't know, do you? No. He looks like a fancy boy. Marjorie knows what roughly what I look like, but we should have given a uh, bit of a visual description. <clears throat> yes, please do give a visual description. I should probably do the same, actually. Yes, do. Okay, let's start with the new person. What does Marjorie look like? As you enter the room, you see a very, very short old lady sitting in a oversized iron and red velvet lounge chair with, like, lion's paws for feet. And she's wearing, like, studded leather armor and has, uh, like, her hair tied up with, uh, in a bun, but with, like, a wrench holding it. <laughs> nice. Uh, Amazing. And some goggles hanging, hanging on the top of her forehead. She's covered in, like, small bags and, and, uh, you can see some, you know, some tools attached. And on the, on the side of her hip, she has her larger bag, but just, Undescript, I guess. Uh, Nondescript. And I think that about covers it. Very grey hair, but still lots of it. Slightly pink undertone. Yeah, probably. <laughs> That's Marjorie. Mm. So yeah, what does Decla look like? She looks a little bit different nowadays. She's wearing a more intricate staff, which 
is ebony and has natural swirls at the ending, inscribed with lightly glowing celestial markings. Yep, she now has white robes of uh, pretty high quality. She still wears a, a statuette of um, a saint around her neck. Um, and on each of her hands, on like the back of the hand, she has um, uh, tattoos. One of a diagram of the, sh- of the chakras, which looks a bit like um, the uh, Venetian man. And uh, on the other, uh, she has the sun symbol of uh, Hador slash Saint Bernard or St. Bernard. Um, she has grey salt and pepper hair, uh, green eyes, a scar on her lip and on her arm, and she has um, uh, uh, not very many muscles for an orc. She seems cool. Okay, Dawn, what do you look like? Dawn is a tall, rangely built tabaxi with black and grey mottled fur. Uh, he's dressed in a imperial purple coat which flows down to about his knees. What's it made of? Probably silk. Excellent. Voluminous, pure white trousers tucked into leather boots and a blue uh, shirt. And on his head is a purple turban with a red gem on the front with a feather coming out of it. You weren't kidding when you said fancy boy. Okay. And this is his going out clothes. And and tiny, tiny glasses on his nose. Ah, yes. Um, tiny gold-rimmed spectacles on his nose. Are they pince-nez or are they, like, proper spectacles? Oh, no, no, no they, They're proper spectacles. Okay. Um, with big, uh, luminous turquoise eyes. Mm-hmm. And yeah, since we're giving descriptions, uh, Cassidy, why don't you describe what, what does Cassidy look like as well? Just so we have everyone in one uh, place. Cassidy is sort of on the edge of tall at about uh, 5'10". And he's got a sort of He's not especially muscular at all, um, and he has uh, sort of blue-purple hair that looks like uh, a sea anemone that sort of moves on its own, and he has very dark eyes with almost no white to them. I suppose as a water genasi, you stand out quite a lot. Yes, yes, I am very unusual. <laughs> yeah, uh, and what is he wearing? Oh, he, well, he's of course wearing his favourite jacket, which is uh, in a sort of a darkish blue with a lot of gold decoration around the edges and buttons and everything. It's, uh, it's, it's long and very finely made. Oh, and he has an amethyst earring. Cool. After hearing your descriptions, please ignore my previous comments about what about these three folks. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Do, could we hire some fighters? No. <laughs> Kazni has a remarkable ability to put people to sleep, and, um... What? That, that was Darren. Oh, ignore it. No, I never no. said that. Sorry. <laughs> Marjorie uh, lifts her feet up to reveal the big pointed teeth at the bottom of the chair, and, and is like, well, my chair can always help. Oh, I did wonder if that might be one of your inventions. It's a, it's a pretty recent one. We don't often see chairs made out of uh, cast iron. And it walks too and I, I'd go a lap around the, the table. <laughs> that seems very useful. Your chair walks. Well, my, my legs aren't what they used to be. That's incredible. Yeah, you have to make some concessions when you're adventuring at my age. But look, between, between the six of us, I'm sure that we can take down a single measly Sorcerer? Yeah, I mean, now that Kastny is here and, like... I have my crossbow. Yeah, Mima, we know you, you're you very good with crossbow. You've been telling us. Pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> ah, yes. 
You took down the uh, you took down the scarecrow with that thing. Good grief! I did. Yeah, and not the only thing, apparently. But anyways, well, now that Cassie's here, like I think our chances are better. And if your two friends want to join in as well, I think we could actually manage that. Well, and I look at Decla for a moment. Um, bank robbing. I mean, I'm I'm up for that. And um, Dawn, how much are we robbing? As much as we can get. I don't know how much they're gonna take. Like, yeah, the original plan was to fight the mage as they're coming out, but think if there's actually a vault in that cave. Think how much th- there must be there. We why why stop with just one mage? We could we could found a kingdom on that kind of money. <laughs> You're not wrong. Cassie turns to Decla. Um, think how many how many people you can help with that sort of money. How many orphans can be looked after? How many uh, Homeless people can find homes and warm clothing. Would he be stealing from them? Seems a bit counterproductive. You'd be sticking it to the man! Come on! What man, though? I don't know who runs this bank. Cassidy, however, recently informed me that banks are basically the biggest criminals out there. Yes, they take the money that you put in them, and they lend it to other people, and then charge the other people for the pleasure. That doesn't make any sense, but okay. It, exactly. It is uh And yet is they still make money off of it. Mm. So really, it's genius, I have to admit. Oh yes, it's a, it's a very cunning con. Honestly, I can't I have to agree with you on the matter. It does seem like a very good way to make money. Is the uh is this sorcerer on the uh always on the card? And is there only one sorcerer? Well, yeah, I'm pretty sure like I only know what Mickey told me. Apparently, the they drove the cart into the cave, and then when he uh, came near the cart, he was seen. So I I don't really know what. Well, if if they leave the the cave, the people that we're worried about, if they leave the cave when they go with the cart, that seems like the best time to strike, no? Yeah, but the problem is. I don't know where exactly the cave is. I've been trying to find it based on Mickey's description, but uh, ah. I haven't been able. I There can't be that many roads up there, and a cart leaves some very distinct impressions. See, the thing is, there's a lot of fields out there, and a lot of farmers use carts to, you know, cart produce and animals, so you, you can't tell which tracks are which. I think the best way would be to follow the cart to its destination and then wait for them to leave, but I don't know how it pulled that off. I I guess one of us would have to go in and take a loan or something. <laughs> Funny oh. you should mention that. So you're after the vault, yes? Not the cart. I mean, if we can't get to the vault, then the cart is okay, but, like, I just think we should aim higher. Well, to avoid a conflict of interest, I believe we should go after the vault. Not only is it a higher gain, Mm. um, it also serves to not bring any bad feelings between us if our businesses got entwined. Okay. So really, all you need with the cart is some flashstone, some smoke, and then you can knock the mage out, and that's pretty much half the problem disposed of. But if the mage is leaving the vault each time, then we know that the cart is coming back to the bank at least tomorrow morning. Okay. So in theory, it will be... How How is it coming back tomorrow morning? It's... Ah, 
Do, do you know something I don't... Shula's working at the bank. I think she'll be able to give us more info about it, but, you know, she should be back any time now. We, um, and Dawn indicates to Decla and Kasny, mm-hmm. are working for someone who is, in fact, taking out a loan. And they recently told us to be back there tomorrow morning. This is what I meant when I said it would be good if we don't get any entanglements. So if we can distract the sorcerer at the bank for long enough, that should leave you a free run at the vault, yes? But we don't know where the vault is. Well, that's the bit that we can help you with, hopefully. Could someone hide underneath the cart when they're in the bank? Or we could follow it. That sounds less dramatic. (laughs) I mean, as the smallest of us, it would be the easiest to hide you. Oh, well, I... I really wish I hadn't suggested that now. I can uh, give you a hand at being uh, less noticeable. I can make me- make you more stealthy. I have uh, a particular talent. Okay. Yeah, and you're as you're discussing that, the door kicks open and a red tiefling woman with big red hair and black eyes bursts into the room. And she says, guys, somebody took out a loan. We have to go today. Oh, it's you. Okay, what the fuck are you doing here, Kasni? I thought I recognized you. Kasni, have you forgotten someone? Um, yes, yes. Kasni, you forgot me? <laughs> you know what, look. I know what I did to you and Kulsior was a shitty move, but how dare you just forget me? Like, that's that's low even for you. Like, honestly, what Del, what is this guy doing here? And yeah, as she mentions Kolsior, suddenly something clicks for you, and yeah, it's Ilka. <sighs> Why is she here? Wait, y- you guys know each other? She is not trustworthy. Dawn is leaning back against the wall with a massive shit-eating grin on his face. You can't trust her. She is only out for herself. Oh, and I can trust you all. You nearly got... You tried to frame me for a murder. I tried to get myself out from the murder. Yes, by framing me. I didn't have a choice. What else was I supposed to do? The guy died on me. You could have, you know, dropped him in a sewer or something. Yeah, and be- Left him in my house. Oh, like that's the first time that's happened. A dead body. I mean, you know. Oh, wait, it wasn't you, huh? I don't, I don't know what you think of me, but uh, people leave my house alive. Like, it's not my fault he died, okay? I was just trying to protect myself, okay? And Anya. Do I know that name? Hmm, maybe. Actually, I don't think that whole time we actually mentioned her name, so... I would have remembered that. You don't know, you don't know her. Okay. I... Who is that? Who is that? You, you don't... Oh god. Oh god. Please don't tell me it's my child. <laughs> no. Is it Cool Seal's child? There's no child. Who is Anya? Anya was the guy's wife. Oh, yes, yes. Um, I, no, you know what? I actually am more confused now. Marjorie takes one of the sweets that all grandmothers can spawn uh, <laughs> out of her bag and eats it like she's chewing popcorn. Dawn is doing the same with an olive. Uh, are you sure you're not tying a knot in a cherry stalk? <laughs> <laughs> That's very Dawn. <laughs> He is now. <laughs> I have been assaulted by backstory, help! <laughs> if I forgot you, it was only because I was trying to put you out of my mind. 
You left a dead man in my house. You know, in some places, that's a sign of affection. Where? Well, in this case, it was a sign of trying to fucking survive. You could have, you know, set up someone who deserved it. Look, I didn't plan on him to die. I was just gonna fleece him out of his money, that's all. Hmm. And run off with his wife? Yeah, that sort of happened on its own. That wasn't really part of the plan. Did you give him the stuff? What? No. He brought it himself? Yeah. I... You didn't know he had it? I just know there was a rich merchant coming into town, okay? All all I wanted to do was to... It it was just about the money. It was never about murder. Yes, yet you still left him there in my house. And then ran away. Well, I can't help that. Could have warned me. How? You know... Found me? Sent me a note? I left the scene of the crime of a dead man. If I, if I contacted you, I would have been incriminated. If- yes, well, you're, you're, just, you're just lucky that I managed to get myself out of that. If I could interject for a moment here. Kasni, you are fine. You are here. In good health. There was a questionable period in which that was not assured. But you are now. And that is the important thing. And I'm sorry I didn't get your name. She has many names. Oh, my apologies. It's Fiola. Fiola. And you two are here in good health. I would posit to both of you that we are here for a greater benefit. Yes, there may have been the odd corpse in your past, (laughs) but... <laughs> well, see how you feel if somebody comes into your house and leaves a dead man covered in f- whatever in your kitchen. Then I would have the servants clear it up, Kasney. I didn't have servants. Well, that was an oversight on your part. That shouldn't mean you should blame our companion here. However... You do know. You do know that not everyone has servants. Most people don't have servants. Don't be ridiculous. Well, do you think the servants have servants? Depends how high up the servant tree they are. <laughs> it's a servant pyramid scheme. You mean capitalism? <laughs> Cassidy just sort of looks out at everyone else. This man this man is so far removed from reality, I have no idea. It's servants all the way down. Yes. <laughs> it sounds to me like she gave you a good story and that you should just get over it. Come on. I'm kind of with well, Marjorie. You know, I have to in admit. a lot of ways, if she hadn't uh, screwed me over, <laughs> we wouldn't have met Marjorie. Well, see, she did you a favor. Yeah, I did you a favor. You know what? You should be thanking me. I'm not going to thank you, but I will say that we are. Uh, the matter is settled. Good, because she's our inside woman, and we need her. Hmm. Yes, it's quite. It's quite like her to. Um, Okay, you can stop now, okay? Okay, okay, fine, fine. But if there's any corpses left anywhere around my things... Oh my god, it was one time. (laughs) (laughs) I'm really loving this, this is great. Um, Fine, fine. For what it's worth, you have my sympathies. Who does? (laughs) What's her name? (laughs) No, no, what's her name? Oh god, I I don't know what her real name is. Fiola. Fiola, um, why, Fiola, of course. She used a different name with me as she did with my friend. So, Fiola, do you know, do you have any insight into where the cave is? Not exactly, but I know when the cart leaves. I assume Del has told you. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, yeah. So we follow the cart. Or we put a tracking spell on it. Tracking spell? 
Does anyone have a tracking spell? I don't. I have a really dumb idea. Wait, let me look at how my alchemy jug works. Wait, do you have an alchemy jug? Uh, no, but I can make one at the end of a long rest. <laughs> oh! <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, sorry, this is a... This is a um, another backstory thing. More backstory. No, okay, it only it only holds uh, a limited amount. I was hoping it was uh, unlimited, because then we could just put it under the... <laughs> and have it just drop as it goes. Nice, nice. Yeah, leave a trail of mayo or whatever. <laughs> mayo, the best one. That is the best thing the alchemy jug makes. Just limitless mayo. But yeah, no, that, that plan doesn't work. Never mind. I'm sure we could find somewhere that would sell some sort of sympathy. <laughs> mayo. Mayo, yes. <laughs> the cart leaves the bank at nine. In the evening? In the evening. Yeah, it's an overnight thing, okay? No, that's fine. That's good news. It makes it easier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Easier to be unseen. Indeed. So yeah, it's gonna be Irena and three of the armed guards. I don't know exactly which three. I, I don't know them all by name. So, and then they go from the bank to the, the cave Mickey told us about. So, what do we do about it? How do we... We need ideas, people. Well, I mean, the obvious one is to just follow, but I guess there's a large chance of detection. Unless you are following doing something completely benign. Well, I mean, eventually they're going to catch on that you're not taking any other turns than the ones they are. I don't suppose any of you have wings. No. 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 But um, he and I can both be very stealthy. Loretta's like, not yet, but just you wait, okay? One day I'm gonna fly all over you fools and it's gonna be a fucking amazing. <laughs> and they, they just sort of stare into the distance. I hope I live to see that day. Oh, you will. You will, Nan, you will. And I was like, anyways, any other ideas? I'm thinking, I'm thinking. I don't suppose we have a, um infinite spool of wire or anything like that. Mox showed me this amazing contraption once, which was basically a drum, and this metal wire came out of it, and it just seemed to go on forever. Okay, what's the use of that? Well, you put it under the cart and let it spool out. Right, but if Mox made it... For what did she make it for? There we go. I just saw it in her workshop. I've no idea. I started pulling on it, and the next thing I knew, I was spooled in wire. <laughs> yeah, you, she probably yelled at you a lot. We could put some paint or something on one of the wheels. It wouldn't last very long, though, would it? I wouldn't think so. Kazni, can't you fill something with infinite water? Yes, but water isn't uh, the best thing to leave a trail of. It's going to. Dry up very quickly. Aren't we in the middle of summer? Well, start of summer. Like, a few a few weeks before the summer solstice. But my point being is, it doesn't necessarily have to be water. Well, what I can make is really water. I mean, you could add something to it, I suppose. I mean, you could leave a trail of that sooty water, or it would be a dreadful waste of red wine, but you could. Let's not get too hasty, we're not that desperate. <laughs> Are any of you proficient at tracking in general? We could just do it the old-fashioned way. Decla? Again, that leaves the problem of actually being on site, so to speak. How does that uh, orb of yours work, Decla? Uh, it points north. It just points north. It doesn't, you can't, yeah. point, you can't say point me towards this thing. I could say that, but it won't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I like sassy Decla. Yeah, we need more sassy Decla. 
Yeah, this is a hard one, actually. I, I see two, way of, two ways of doing it. We come up with some convoluted plan which involves us tracking the cart or leaving the cart to, like, make a trail. Or we do it the old-fashioned way and stalk the cart. I think we should just have someone hide underneath the cart so they can see where it goes and then tell everyone else where it is. That's probably safe, right? That might be the best option, actually. Del says, um, I'm kind of in favor of just, you know, stalking the cart. Like, yeah, I don't know about you, but I mean, I'm pretty confident in my ability to stay hidden. No one's going to suspect a 420-year-old grandmother of anything anyway. But a 420-year-old grandmother on a metal abomination clomping down the road might bring a few raised eyebrows. I object to you calling Cherry an abomination. <laughs> Cherry! Cherry! Cherry. Oh my Cherry! I love it! It's the best thing ever! I was speaking merely from how other people would perceive it. Do I need to modify it to look less abomination-like? But can you imagine meeting her on... Meeting it on a dark road when you have no context of how benign it is? Well, it doesn't have to... I, I can just get off it and it can walk on its own. Still, Mima, I don't think you realize just how, well, scary Cherry is. For someone who doesn't know what it is, like it's a Marjorie holds uh, her hands like on to- on the top where presumably Cherry's ears are, so Cherry doesn't hear this grave insult. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm sorry, I didn't mean to insult Cherry, but I'm a big girl, and even I was a bit unnerved when I first saw saw it. Harumph. <laughs> <laughs> well, fine. I'll I'll go trail behind everyone else. We don't need all of us to go. Two people... No? Or even one person would be a smaller scout party. Fair. I can scout ahead. We we just need to know where it went, you know? Good point. I think Dawn's probably the best one to uh, sneak ahead. And everybody looks at Dawn and, you know, his flashy outfit and it's like... Yeah, any other ideas? <laughs> well... You haven't seen him. Del. You haven't seen him be stealthy. To be fair, he is—he uh, can um, blend into the scenery better than you'd think. Dell, you said you are uh, quite sneaky as well. Yeah, it's kind of my specialty within the group. Shall we make it a date then? Uh, I prefer you phrase it any other way, but sure. Wonderful. Uh, question, Chacha: Is Dell ace? Yes. Thought so. So, in which case, I assume Kasni would know that? Yeah, Kasni would know that. I don't think she's interested. I mean, as hard as this is to believe, not everybody is uh, inclined towards uh, intimacy. Oh, you should... The, the, the stare he's giving, it would be very good to be able to see. It's like a... It's like a, lo- this... a lot of Dawn is the facial, facial expression. Yeah, it's a shame. We really um, need to have his faces. Yeah, it's, it's a shame this is an audio format. It, it's all right. VR podcasting is coming, I'm sure. Dawn pats Kazni on the shoulder and goes, A bit of friendly competition. That is all. Yes, but uh, I don't think she wants to date you. Well, she doesn't know me yet. I don't think she wants to date anyone. Ah, it's not you, don't worry. Dawn strokes his whiskers and gives a sniff. And just, I never for a minute thought it was. <laughs> <laughs> well, Del, a bit of a friendly competition then? Yeah, sure. Oh, good. I love a challenge. Just don't get distracted by competition. This, this is a job that we need to do. Please be serious about it. 
If you can't have a little fun, then why do it? For the monies. This one, I believe he has resources. Yeah. Who who would have thought? And she kind of looks him up and down. Yes. He's a fancy kitty. Mm Mm-hmm. Well, look at it this way. Would you take me for a thief? I have seen you steal things. When? You took uh, you took those things from the alchemy shop. Yes, Cassie, but did you see me do that? Or did I just have it when I came out? You went in without it, came out with it. It was removed from there, therefore you stole it. I didn't see you take it. I just saw you remove it from the premises, which is the same. I disagree. If you're, okay, not, okay, if you're I, not caught in the act, do, then did you do it? I do. Okay, look, this is not a court. We don't have to discuss the legality of your actions here. I suppose not. Anyone who looks like him looks like a thief because they all steal from the common people. That's true. That's true. So, Del and I shall track the cart, which leaves at nine, you said, Fiora? Yes. Uh, what, sorry, Church, what time roughly is it now? Uh, roughly after four. Okay. 20 minutes after four. So, Del and I go and uh, follow the cart and find out where the cave is. Uh, we know the cart is coming back because our little responsibility wants his money. Mm-hmm. So while the cart is at the bank, the cave should be free and you can go raid the cave. We'll keep the sorcerer busy, or try to. To stop them teleporting back. Okay, that sounds like a sound plan, yes. Sounds like an actual plan. I like it. Richard, what are your cantrips? My cantrips are Mage Hand, Minor Illusion, and Prestidigitation. Okay. I was checking to see if Message was one of them, because we could use it in this situation. No, you couldn't, because Message is... Uh... Actually, how, how much of a range does Message have? 120 feet. Yeah, no. You're thinking of Sending, which is... No, I'm thinking of Message. We can't get Sending at this level. No, yeah, it's level 3. Yeah, you're right. Damn it, I could... If I had if I had thought about this beforehand, I could have made it so I could make Sending Stones. Yeah, yeah. so instead what we're going to have to rely on is me casting Mage Hand and waving a flag. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are using a Golden Cantrip, so once we get to 5th level, it'll become 300 feet range. But... That's still only 100 meters. Yeah. Um, with prestidigitation, can't you co- can't you create um, like harmless lights and things like that, though? Yes. You can, if you want to give away your position. Yeah. Same applies to uh, Minor Illusion, really. Yeah, prestidigitation only has a range of 10 feet, so you would be yeah, mostly giving away your position. Me? No, sir. Me in the field randomly? Why? What a crazy random happenstance. <laughs> 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 Well, the big important thing that this all hinges on is finding the location of the cave. It's true. We can't do anything until we find that. You could use the um, figurine. Oh, yes. The figurine can take a message quite far distance. Didn't you send that one off? The bird. We sent it back off. Yes. This is true. With a clarification because they got a very confused message back. Yes, because your name is a word. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Dawn claps his hands together and goes, Wonderful. I need to go change. I'm definitely certain that this place has places you can change your clothes. Yes. Yes, but I don't have my clothes here. That's true. What? Yeah, we're, you're at the bug rows right now. Actually, I have, I have um, Darren's entire bag. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> but I don't think that Dawn would be caught dead in anything from that. Well... Darren also doesn't have a lot of clothes, like... No, I wouldn't think so. 
also they don't have a, a, a tail uh, a tail hole, you know. Oh, that's true. But yeah, um, <laughs> it's all right to blend into the night. Dawn is going naked. I imagine that uh, that Darren actually he probably just has one outfit that he prestidigitates every morning. <laughs> yeah, basically. Well, I need to go get changed. I will meet. Shall we meet all back here? Say around seven. Well, we'll be here. So wonderful. Ooh, this is so exciting. This is much better than what we were doing previously. And Dawn leaves. And Dawn leaves. Cast Nidekla Marjorie. I, uh, I, I'm, I guess I stay here. Who's up for a great game of bridge? How do you play bridge? Take a bunch of cards and you, you stack them against each other until they form a bridge. <laughs> <laughs> Kasni has playing card proficiency. I don't doubt it. Um, Kasni will play bridge with uh, Marjorie until Thorn gets back. Okay, did Decla? Decla's staying there, too. Is she learning the bridge or... Uh... Sure. Sure. Why not? Okay, and as uh, Marjorie and Kasni teach Decla to play bridge, that's where we're gonna end it for today. Out Now Game is a 5th edition Dungeons & Dragons actual play podcast. Our intro and outro music is Bells by Fake Cats Project. If you want to get in touch with us, you can find us at Dice Out Now Game on Twitter, where you will also find links to our personal accounts. If you can, please rate and review our podcast, and tell your friends about us. Now. Game! Game!